0: Welcome to Bayou Business Download, a podcast from the Greater Houston Partnership where we dive into the data and analytics influencing the region's economy. Today is Friday, October 15th. I'm your host, AJ Mastretta, and I'm joined once again today by partnership Senior Vice President of Research, Patrick Jankowski. In this episode, we're gonna take a look at the current energy markets and what their trajectory means for the health of the Houston economy in the months ahead. Patrick, thanks for joining me today.
1: Hey, Jay, I'm, I'm always glad to be on this podcast and try to share with you some insights and, and share some insights with the listeners.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what we're here for. Patrick, I want to start off by just asking the big question, you know, where are energy prices today?
1: AJ, as as we're recording this, West Texas Intermediate Domestic Crude is just north of $80 a barrel. Uh, Significant, because if you think back, the year began at $52 a barrel. So we picked up almost $30 a barrel just in the last nine to 10 months. The other thing which is significant about oil north of $80 a barrel, uh, that's the highest it's been since November of 14, which was the tail end of the fracking boom. So we're almost at the highest rate we've been in, in seven years.
0: That seems significant for sure. How does this compare, safe to this time last year?
1: AJ, that's a good question. Yes, this time last year, oil was trading in the 40s. So you can okay. see we've almost seen oil prices double in the last 12 months. But what's significant is we're seeing oil prices uh, at the same place we saw at the tail end of the fracking boom. At that point, we were seeing oil prices slowly going down. At this point, we're seeing oil prices actually rapidly rising.
0: Got it. So what do you see... Is driving those prices? What's, what's contributing to the increase?
1: Oh, oh, there are multiple factors out there. One obvious thing is the, oil, the economy is opening back up. We're seeing factories trying to get their output up. We're seeing more employees leaving home and driving into work every day. We're seeing travel up. We're seeing more people going out in public. And, and there are other factors that play into that as well. Uh, we had two hurricanes, and the most recent one being Hurricane Ida, and that brought some production offline in the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, we're seeing an uptick. In China and their demand for crude, and we're also seeing that OPEC is uh, somewhat reluctant to open up the spigots and try to help out. OPEC has some excess capacity that they could put back on the market, but the, they they like oil prices where they are now, so they're not going to do anything to lower those prices. And
0: you know, increasingly, we've talked about this before, where you know, certainly. Energy is so much more of a dynamic global game, perhaps more so than it's ever been with OPEC, with other players. With you know, you know, we saw in the, in the beginning of 2020 the dynamic between OPEC and Russia. So these things, you know, play out at the global scale, and it's not just that uh, you know what, what's happening here in the U.S.
1: Yeah. And what's really interesting is we talk about economics, we talk about politics, but one of the things which is actually lifting oil prices is what's happened with natural gas prices worldwide uh, and, and natural gas prices in the U.S. Now, as you and I are talking, the spot price for natural gas is about $5.80 in MCF. Uh, just six months ago, it was $2.60 in MCF. So you can see the price of natural gas in the U.S. has more than doubled. What's driving that is what's happening with, with global natural gas. Uh, they have low stockpiles in Europe. A production is down in Europe as they've been trying to work their energy transition. They've literally shut down some fields. There's a rising demand for natural gas in Asia. Russia has been reluctant to sell more gas to Europe. For them, part of it is politics. They like getting more money for their gas, but also they're wanting to try to exert some influence. They're, they're trying to use a little bit of pressure with the, with the pipeline, the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, to get it approved. Uh, that they like having that leverage. Now, Europe is also suffering from uh, lackluster wind. They're not getting the wind that they thought they would get. They had a very hot summer. Mm. And so the hot summer forced them to consume more natural gas than they would have. So they haven't even been able to build up their stockpiles. And so what you're seeing is uh, not only natural gas prices going up, but you're seeing increased purchases of crude. Just in case to be prepared for what people are worried might be another very cold winter in Europe, and in the U.S.
0: Got it. So, Patrick, you know we always talk about um, the impact of energy, specifically oil prices, on the on the local economy. Aren't higher prices good for us here in Houston?
1: Uh, higher oil prices and higher crude high natural gas prices—that's a double-edged sword. You have to be real careful. What we want is we want oil prices high enough to where they spur growth in Houston and they spur production, but we don't want them so high that they stifle the rest of the U.S. economy. And that's a real concern about economists out there because crude, crude, excuse me, energy, natural gas, just gasoline, those are factors which figure into inflation. And as the, the price of energy goes up, it's going to raise inflation and it may stifle U.S. growth. And so that's the danger. Yes, we like the higher prices, but we don't want them so high that they stagnate U.S. growth. <laughs>
0: got it. So, you know, in this range that we're in right now, you know, in the in the $80 a barrel range, is that the happy medium? Is it a little high for the happy medium? Where are we right now?
1: Uh, 5 years ago that was an easier question to answer. 5 years ago, you wanted crude around $70 a barrel. 70 a barrel was was the magic number mm. that it was enough to spur production in the US, but not so much to stifle of the economy. A lot's happened in the last five years, so I don't know whether that's still valid. If we see crude prices get above $90 a barrel, that's definitely going to stifle U.S. growth. And, and Houston is much more dependent upon the U.S. economy now than it has been in the past. So we don't want anything to slow down growth. I mean, I mean you know, there's a real concern out there, these higher prices. It's going to cost more to heat our homes if you burn natural gas to, to run your furnace. And it's going to cost more to generate electricity because natural gas prices are higher. And if you try to substitute out, it's easier to do it in some places than other crude for natural gas, you're still going to be paying higher prices. So what we want to hope for is a mild winter. We want a winter that's just cold enough to kill the mosquitoes, but not, <laughs> not enough to freeze the pipes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, we don't want a, a repeat of, of last February for sure. Not here in Houston. So can we expect to see a surge in hiring at the energy companies? Over the next year, given these higher prices,
1: you won't see a surge, but you'll see an improvement in hiring. Uh, there's an expression that's that's out there that says the closer you are to the wellhead, the more or the quicker you're impacted by oil prices. So when we saw oil prices fall. The first thing we saw was the, the rigs pulled out of the field and the crews laid off. Then we saw a drop off in manufacturing employment that supports energy. And then we saw the, the loss of jobs in the offices. That's going to happen kind of in reverse this time, or what you're going to see when oil prices, if they stay elevated, you're going to see more rigs out in the field. If you see more rigs out in the field, there'll be a demand for more equipment. And as you start to see more operations out in the field, then eventually you'll start to see some hiring in Houston. But you won't see the hiring initially. You'll see it later on. And any white collar or office sort of hiring probably wouldn't occur until the second half of the year.
0: Second half of 2022.
1: Second half of 2022. Yes.
0: Got it. So, Patrick, in this month's economy, at a glance, you took a deep dive into inflation, you know, kind of explaining what it is and how it affects the broader economy. How do you see the current energy dynamic impacting inflation?
1: Energy is not a very large component of the CPI. It's about 5%. The danger with rising energy prices is the psychological effect it has. I know how much it costs to fill up my truck this week versus how much I was spending, fill up my truck back in July. I'm putting a lot more money into my gas tank. And so that makes me just a little bit nervous. And so that's probably the, the, the uh, thing we need to watch for the most. If we anticipate or we expect that oil prices are going to be high, and gas prices are going to be high, natural gas prices are going to be high, and that as a result, we're going to have long-term higher inflation, that's going to weigh on the consumer psyche. And that's something which could definitely slow down growth and tarnish the recovery.
0: Okay, and you know we obviously have been talking a lot of late uh, about the energy transition. This is a, a huge topic for us here at the partnership. Huge topic for Houston in general, and really around the globe. Um, you know the impact of of higher oil prices on the transition. Is it a good thing because companies will have more money to invest in? alternatives and and new approaches to energy gener- generation? Or is it a bad thing because they, that old standby is, is back in action?
1: I think what we're seeing with high energy prices, it just shows just how complicated the energy transition is going to be. Uh, yes, we need to do something to stop global warming. We need to stop greenhouse gas emissions. But right now, Europe doesn't have the wind it needs to generate the power. So what are they going to do? They're going to have to step into to purchasing more natural gas. There are even reports out there that China is buying up as much coal as possible to make sure they don't have to shut down their factories and that their homes don't go, go cold in the winter the way ours did last February. So it doesn't stop the transition, but I think it, what it does is it illustrates the challenge. As far as providing the extra money, part of the money that they're generating is going to have to go back to shareholders in the form of dividends. Part of it will go into more exploration production and part of it will fund the alternative energy sources we're talking about. So uh, it's a very complicated, uh, most people don't realize uh, I don't know if I've asked you this question before. I'm going to put you on the spot OJ. Okay. Roughly. How much crude do you think the world consumes in a day? Oh gosh. I don't even know where to begin. Okay. I I, I, I'm going to give you a number. We actually consume roughly hundred million barrels a day of crude. Okay. How do we wean the world off a hundred million a barrel a day habit? Mm. Even if we eliminated it from all road transportation we would still be consuming over 70 million barrels a day. So we have a long road to go, no pun intended, but it also shows you how complicated it is. We definitely need to do something to, to support the energy transition, but it's not going to be as easy as people h- hoped it would be.
0: Understood. Patrick, uh, thanks for joining me for this conversation. I think it's been pretty enlightening on where we stand on energy right now.
1: Uh, Well, um, hopefully, as I've always said, um, hopefully we're providing some insights to the listeners so they understand a little bit better what's going on in the economy.
0: Absolutely. And that's it for this episode of the Bayou Business Download. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. You can do so via your favorite podcasting platform or by visiting the podcast page at houston.org. You'll also find links there to recent data and news updates and learn how you can get more involved in the work of the partnership to help make a difference in Houston. Thanks again for listening to Bayou Business Download.